Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email agelessarttattooandpiercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Hey, it's Jeff McNichol down here at Mom's Music, 1900 Melwood Avenue. I was just thinking, when I was a kid, the magic was at Frankfurt Avenue, the Mom's Music at Frankfurt Avenue, and I used to beg people to get a ride down there just to hang out with the guys and see all the cool gear. Now that I'm the owner of this store, it's like a dream come true. We're recreating the magic with the vibe that we used to have at the old store. We're carrying all the gear that you're going to possibly want. We're giving you the outstanding service and personal attention that you deserve. Yeah, so we've got the great guitar shop here. We're carrying USA Fender, USA Gibson, Paul Reed Smith, Gretsch, Jackson, Charvel, anything you could possibly want. We're going to have it for you. Mom's is and always will be Louisville's music store. Tuning into the Metal Forge, I am Mark Jackson and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at metalforgeradio at gmail.com or visit the website metalforgeradio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. What is going on, Metalheads? Thank you all for tuning in to the Metal Forge this week. My name is Mark Jackson and I, as always, am your host. Holy shit. How is everybody doing? I am doing fairly well. It has been a long, hot, crazy week. You know, you all know I'm in the Louisville, Kentucky area. The humidity has been absolutely fucking murder this week. Uh, I have never felt more like death than I have in a long time. I'm still fighting this fucking uh, allergy season bullshit, too. And oh my god. So... You know, I, I a lot of times record the interviews a few days beforehand so I can edit out any kind of dead air and so on and so forth. And just like today, I don't have near as much congestion as I did the other day. It kind of was funny because it worked that same way last week when I was on the line. And then I did the monologue here and I was just like, wow, well, I'm, I feel pretty good, you know? So... Anyways, I have Megaton Sword from uh, Winterthal, uh, Switzerland on the show today. Another European country. Holy shit. You know, we're, we're taking over the fucking world, and that's what I like. And that's what metal is all about, is taking over the world, right? Because it's fucking awesome. So anyways, yeah. Uh, Megaton Sword, you know, from Winterthal, Switzerland. They're on Dying Victims Productions. They started in 2018, and I have... Uzi Unchained and Dan Thunderstill on the line with me today, and we'll be getting with them here shortly. But I just want to go out and sit there and say, you know, I've been shadow banned on Facebook for quite some time. I'm not getting any really uh, a lot of views on the initial posts for the episodes. I'm getting so much more content passed through on Instagram than anything. And if you guys are not seeing my posts, Please let me know. Shoot me a message. And we got to get this shit fixed because, you know, I'm trying to deliver awesome fucking metal content to you guys. And Facebook's being like, oh, fuck you. Uh, Stupid cat meme. Uh, The stupid meme with the woman and the cat. Fuck that shit. You know, I'm tired of 
being shadow banned on Facebook for that dumb shit. And the only thing that's actually getting any kind of traction and recognition are the stupid fucking um, uh, wrong answers only posts that I've been making. Like the Pantera one had over 7,500 views and was shared like twice. The Led Zeppelin one, you know, it was like another 1,500 views. The Black Sabbath one that I did earlier this week was another fifteen or 1,600 views. And it's just like, son of a bitch. It's just like, does it, and I'm even hashtagging shit too. And it's like, does it have to seriously be this way? That just pisses me the fuck off beyond all recognition because like, you know, I'm trying to provide an awesome podcast for you guys out there to listen to and to get your metal fix and so on and so forth and, and give me some feedback and some criticisms and, and all of that. But like Facebook literally just doesn't give a fuck. If, if you try to promote on Facebook without, you know, their deal, it's absolutely ridiculous because they try to push people away from going to going off site. You know, like if you put in like a dot com or like a link in your in your uh, post, they'll immediately like shit can you. Like you don't get it doesn't get near the views. Uh, even on events, they don't get near the views that you know just your stupid wrong answer only posts will get. Which I know it's the algorithm and it, it just sucks and that's kind of the way it is these days. But I don't want to fucking pay for that. You know that shyster shit of you know trying to promote you know you could reach up to 3,000 people over a three day period if you do it this way you know I'm not I don't have that kind of money and the podcast I do for free you know I, I obviously I always talk about the Patreon page and everything else and you know you can PayPal me whatever and yeah a few people have done that and there, there are a few Patreon subscribers out there but, you know, we're in a day and age where there's a lot of people not working still, and I'm not about to take their money if they're going to fall on hard times. I, I just can't do that. And I'll still continue to put out awesome fucking content for you guys. And I'm just, you know, I'm going to do this. But if you do feel like donating, there are links in the description below for PayPal. Or, or There may not be a PayPal link, but I know there's a Patreon link. Uh, but if you do want to PayPal, it's metalforgeradio at gmail.com. You can PayPal me a donation, you know, so we can get some new studio monitors, you know, new cables, all of that stuff. You know, I buy all of the music that you hear on this show. And I can't say that for a lot of people out there, but I at least do that. I've had very few people sit there and say, hey, man, here's here's a couple of tracks. Won't you play these when you when you talk to us? But no, I, I legit I buy everything that comes through. And and most of the time it's the it's the full albums and EPs. I just don't buy a single track. I I put in the effort and the money for it. So if you want to donate to that cause too, awesome. I appreciate you. But you know I'm I'm gonna play a song here from Megaton Sword in just a moment. And just like the state of things with Facebook, it just gets on it just gets on my nerves and under my skin. So by the time I'm recording this, and hopefully you're hearing it before this happens, uh, on August 14th in Indianapolis, Indiana, Black Circle Brewery is Heavy Hell 2 from Stranger Attractions and Wise Blood Records. So go and check that out. There's going to be about 12 bands on the bill. I know Lady Beast did have to cancel their set for that weekend due to some issues. I hope everything gets worked out for you all. You guys fucking rock ass. But no, Grave Ripper is going to be there. Basher's going to be there. Fister's going to be there. The Lion's Daughter, The Bribe of the Devil, you know, Play Gears, Stress Angel. You know, check this out. Be there. It's 25 bucks pre-sale. Uh, you, you should still be able to get tickets. It's going to be $30 day of show. As far as I know, they still have some tickets left. But if you do go fucking hit me up. I will be running around there. I'll be in a battle vest as most people probably should but I have a big motorhead patch on the back of it. If I'm not wearing the motorhead I'm wearing the black and red black Sabbath one. So come fucking check me out. Get some stickers. I will be around that whole day. Fucking 
awesome. Down below, there are links to the sponsors. And without you guys supporting them, they can't support the Metal Forge either. And I am so grateful that you all do help these businesses. Whether you're listening to their podcast, you're buying instruments from them, you're going and getting tattoos, you're going to the Discogs page. Thank you all so much. And continue to please support all of these guys. You know, Ageless Art, Tattoo and Piercing, Mom's Music, Maxwell's House of Music, Better Days Records, Unchained Tapes, Mercenary Press, The Wrestling Steve Show, The Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast, The It's Gonna Get Weird Podcast. Keep supporting those guys because every bit helps us at the Metal Forge and it helps them too. Y'all are fucking awesome. Thank you so much. Also, making sure you all uh, click on the Spotify playlists as well. You'll get to hear all of the previous uh, bands that have been on the show, and you'll be supporting those people as well, too. Thank you all. Let's get into some Megaton Sword. This is from the Neralit EP. This is Pristine War.
All right, Metalheads, I am being joined on the line right now from Zurich, Switzerland, with a couple of guys from Megaton Sword. Who do I have here with us today? Uh, I'm Dan Thundersteel. I play drums. I'm Uzi Unchained. I do the vocals. All right, so the vocalist and drummer combo here. Guys, what's up? How are you doing today? Doing pretty good. Was it a pretty nice day? Yeah. Awesome. Had a good good practice last week, and uh, yeah, like we're pretty busy with the band right now, practicing, writing songs, and getting ready for shows again for this fall. Hell yeah, absolutely. So today is Friday the 13th. Okay. And, you know, it's a very superstitious day here. You know, anytime like, you know, don't cross black cat kind of stuff. Um, do you guys, I want to get this one out of the way really fast. Do you have any superstitions that you believe in? Actually, (laughs) not at all. No. (laughs) Really? No, I I, I think Friday the 13th is my lucky day. I don't know. Nice. I've seen awesome shows on that day and stuff. I don't know. Like, for me, it's, it's a good day. It's a good Friday day, yeah. to listen to metal. Any Friday is a good day. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell the Metal Forge listeners out there about Megaton Sword. Um, we're an epic heavy metal band from uh, Winterthur, actually. Winterthur, not Zurich, Switzerland. And we we were we founded ourselves in uh 2018 and released an EP and a full-length album since. Nice. Well, <laughs> we've already dispelled um, the Encyclopedia Metal and the Metal Archive uh, once here just already because <laughs> it says uh, yeah, it know. says Winterthur and Zurich also. So yeah, yeah, yeah well, yeah. Winter, 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 it's the canton of Zurich. It's like the state. Zurich ah. is like the state. Yeah, interesting. Winter, interesting. Which has a I don't know. Yeah. I don't, yeah. We, we, we just like pride ourselves. It's, in being a, from <laughs> it's our town. Yeah. Like we're part of the scene here. And so. Definitely. You came out with the EP in 2019 called Narrowlet. Back in 2020, you actually released uh, Blood Hail Steel, Steel Hail's Fire. The, the full right. length. Yeah. When that came out, that came out towards the end of 2020. It looks like here, based on, uh, I don't want to say Wikipedia, because it's almost, it's almost Wikipedia for metal. The Metal Archive says that it came out in November of 2020. Now, was this something that you had already ready to go, or because the no shows, did you say, we've got to do this, we've got to do an album now? How did that work for you? Well, yeah, we we had some songs ready uh, right after the EP was released. We already wrote some songs, and then uh, we were thinking about what, what what shall we do next. And we just uh, thought another EP would be lame to release, and then <laughs> we did an album, and uh, we wanted to to get a, a full stacked album together. Uh, with all all its um, variety uh, regarding the songs, and wanted to have some some faster songs, some some hits, some uh, more crores and stuff like yeah. that, ballads, and uh, yeah. So we, we were really looking forward to get it recorded quick, yeah. as quick as possible. Yeah, but all the material was written before COVID hit. Like we we knew we were gonna do an album even before the pandemic hit. So, but like, it was quite favorable for us because we had more time to, to rehearse before going to the studio. Absolutely. But in the end, like we only moved the the studio time up for like two weeks. So yeah, we we had all the, we had the album planned before COVID. Okay. So So it wasn't actually fueled by the pandemic to actually create a a full length. You, you had already had the plan set in motion to, to do it. COVID, if anything, just sit there and and cemented the thing of saying, okay, well now we, we really should get this done. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like as soon as we, as the EP was released and the the widespread critical acclaim that got, we, we knew we had to do an album as soon as possible. Definitely. And to like get the momentum to take the momentum with us. Right. And it seems here the the cool thing is, is looking back through the um through the history of these, 
it's cool because they were released just about a year apart from each other. Yeah. See, and I'm like a creature of habit when in when I play music, so I always like to put an album out around the same time every year. And it's like I, I like February because I like taking the winter off. <laughs> so I get it, and it and it's pretty cool. And I really enjoy when bands do that. I don't like waiting like seven years between albums or or ten years between albums. It's like what the hell? It's like would y'all do something already? <laughs> That's right. I I understand you completely. It's like uh, it's a, such a long longing until you finally get your next record from yeah. your favorite band. And I mean, well, we we definitely uh, were able to to record it after a year. So why wait longer? Definitely. So I guess the next question I would have to go with this is is. Obviously, with the pandemic, you haven't been able to play live shows, if any at all. Maybe just a few, if you're lucky. And here it is already August. Are we going to get something new in November? <laughs> uh, no, no, unfortunately not this year. Right. Um, yeah, but maybe, maybe next year. Definitely. We'll see. <laughs> but yeah, working hard. We're working hard on the on the new songs. And yeah, we're we're planning to hit the studio in like the, I don't know next six months or so definitely so you are actually writing you're nothing set in stone yeah, right. yeah. yeah. well and i want to switch over here i want to talk about the artwork on the two the album and the ep because i'm looking at them on the Bandcamp page and i love the artwork which I think is a, is a, I think it's a huge stable point for metal music in general to have great artwork. Who was the artist? Was Adam Burke? Adam Burke, yeah. Interesting. From uh, Portland, I think. Yeah, Portland, Oregon. Okay. Does he live there? Yeah. Rad, Rad Town. Uh, it, it, that uh, Portland, the PDX scene keeps coming back somehow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he really lives not, in Portland I'm not, City. I'm not sure. Yeah, but I think he lives in Oregon somewhere. Okay. Or like up in this area. Yeah, but he's a yeah he's he's, he's an awesome artist and and he did the cover for both. I'm assuming. Yeah, he did yeah. the color for both. Right, because it's, yeah. after the first one, we thought, "Oh man, that yeah. was so great." <laughs> Not the one. How is he gonna top it? But then he topped it. And we're, yeah, I mean, he's probably gonna do the next one as well. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I think I think the artwork means so much in in music because no matter what it is, yeah, the the audio can always be there, but having like a great visual well you know even if you're just looking on a cd that you know 4.75 inch by 4.75 inch jacket or the the 12 by 12 for the record if you have on vinyl is something that's like to me it helps create the full experience i mean it's like you you can get immersed uh looking at at the cover of a good album and if it i mean it's Usually the first thing you see if you just um, go through the vinyls in, in your uh, record store and you see the covers, and I, I understand it. I mean, I, it happened a lot of times that I chose um, to listen to a record just because of the cover. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, and, and if the music then hits the spot, I mean... It's just, it's just awesome, and, and yeah. even even later on when you got it in, got when you had a few listens and uh, you you start immersing in the sound and and the, then the cover is like a focus for for your attention while you're listening to it. I mean, mm -hmm. and, and if you're listening to the the record with your friends, you can pass it around. And yeah. Oh yeah. I just love inspecting the artwork and say, like listening to a song and then reading the lyrics to the song and then finding connections with artwork and, and whether they were intentionally put there or not. I think it's an extremely powerful thing to have as a musician. It's a, it's a, it's a great tool to be able to 
to have that to where people could sit there and say, like, I'm going to, I'm going to like go off here and say, looking at these two album covers together on the Bandcamp page on Nerolet, you've got the, the mountain range with the, with like, there's like the little river that flows in from the ocean and you see where the, the mountains kind of run into the ocean, but on, uh, Blood Hell Steel, Steel Hell's Fire, you see a city burning, but you see that same mountain range in the background. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just, <laughs> and you see the water in front and it's almost as if the city that's burning, you can, it's like it's on an, on that inlet of the river in Nerolet. And it's so cool because that, that tie in, it's, it's, it's rad as shit. Um, <laughs> the, there's another band uh, from Germany that I talked to called Nightfire. They had uh, three comets on their their first album cover, and that was their tie-in to their second album. Is they had those th- same three comets doing something else on the second one. It's like you know that kind of art directive. If you're a band that does concept albums, or 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 even if you're not. If you can add a concept in there somehow, to me, I, I eat that stuff up. It's like an extra added bonus. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I I always like uh like the tag back into things, you know. No, but like the, it was really important for us that the album cover like continues to spin the story of uh, of Nerolet. and it's actually not a mountain range you see on Nerolet. I mean, it it, it's it actually is, it is a mountain range, but like it's actually the Megaton sword. If you look at it uh, closely, like it's it's maybe a, it's a sword lying there. Yeah, it, it was the intention was to, to like have a sword shaped mountain range. I see oh. that now, and now I feel. Right. And now I feel. Now I feel like a dumbass. <laughs> because as I'm looking at, doesn't it, matter. You're not the first one. <laughs> Because it's interesting because unless you actually like you did, you just pointed it out. I didn't, I didn't catch that where it's just like <laughs> they, you've got like the blade and it, I guess it's because I don't know. It's, it's interesting, but I love like being a painter as well and, 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 and not, and myself not a very good painter, but I love seeing just all of the individual brush strokes that come up like in the water, in the mountains, in the sky. It's just, it's really great. Definitely. It's so cool that it's just like, wow. And you could tell it looks like it had taken so, so long to do this. And (laughs) just, just as an art piece, I would definitely have that on my wall. Yeah, our bassist actually has it on the wall. Oh wow, that's awesome! <laughs> and, uh, I have I have near at home, and yes, but I steal it. Wow! So actually, See, that is so cool. Originals. <laughs> that is so we just, cool. We had to have them. Yeah, <laughs> we uh, have loved to have them too. Uh, maybe the next one. <laughs> well, you know, and I found that to be actually a thing that's happening a lot more often as well, where they're they're there for a time there were so many bands that would just license a piece and, yeah. and that's cool and all. But then now today, it seems like there are so many more bands that are not just licensing pieces. They are actually purchasing the originals, which I think is awesome for the fact of you're not just like buying a one-time license. You're actually helping support the visual artists just as much as they support your, your music as well. And I think having that brotherhood in music and and visual art is awesome. I agree. If you can afford it, definitely. But I mean, <laughs> right. so, sometimes it's a money issue, I guess. I mean, just licensing. I, I guess he, he, he did really good, a really good job and but, it was yeah. worth every Yeah, yeah, every, every penny it will. Yeah. Definitely. And, and, you know, and that's the other thing, too. I think if, if a visual artist is is into your work as a musician. Yeah. I mean, I've had people who'd be like, just give me what you can. And it's like, Oh, are you sure? <laughs> Cause I don't have, I'm a musician. I don't have a lot. <laughs> no, I, I actually think he, he actually does dig us and he, I, I'm pretty sure he listened to the, to the EP or he like the album. I hope so, but really, would be great. <laughs> I, I guess, uh, 
Uh, yeah, he, no, he even got her. I mean, he even wanted the record. So. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So, yeah, <laughs> I guess he liked what we did. Definitely. Uh, and it's oh. awesome to have an artist that is strictly there for you guys as well, you know, as being a musician, you know, because you can have artwork done by so many different people, but yeah. having an artist that digs what you do and gets the vision that you're trying to create, that, that is worth that its weight in gold. I mean, that that was great with, with him. He uh, even really considered the the inputs we gave him. So, I mean, each time we, we gave him some like, a rough description of uh, what we were imagining as a cover, and he really... I mean, we commented, yes, if, if it's too much for you and if it's too detailed, he's just... Cut the, cut the stuff out that you don't like and do just, we really want a, just an awesome cover and, and we want you to enjoy your work. And, but, but he really, um, considered all these inputs and, and did, did such a great job to, to, uh, visualize these things. And that also made it possible to make these connections to the lyrics and to all the story that, that, uh, we try to to write or try to tell on these two uh, records we released so far, and he helped us a lot doing this and this great art. Absolutely, yeah. like I said, I'm definitely going to have to look this guy up because his art is definitely amazing. Saturday, August fourteenth, twenty twenty one. Stranger Attractions and Wise Blood Records present Heavy Hell 2 with Grave Ripper, Basher, Mother of Graves, Hate Monger, Lady Beast, Stress Angel, Plague Years, Bible of the Devil, The Lion's Daughter, Fister, Senguisabog. Show is at 1, doors are at noon, $25 in advance, $30 day of show, all ages be there. Hey guys, Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called the Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is the Wrestling Steve Show, and I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro wrestling. Hey, it's Mark Maxwell at Maxwell's House of Music. Listen, all this stuff is now available to purchase on our website. Check it out at maxwellshouseofmusic.com. We carry all the top brands, like Fender. We got Gibson. We also have basses. We've got ukuleles. We've got drums. We've got sound gear. We've got keyboards. Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.com bigcartel.com Hey, are you all in a band? Do you need merch for shows? By now I'm sure you've seen all the Metal Forge patches that are available along with many more. Well, the printer I use for those is UKR Patcher. Check them out on Facebook and Etsy. They do awesome custom work and for extremely affordable prices for any band budget. Check them out at UKR Patcher on Facebook and Etsy. 
Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. I'm going to go ahead and switch gears here. I'm going to get into some general profile questions on you guys as people. Because that's what we do here at the Metal Forge. We like to talk about the art, and then we talk about you guys. Because everybody's people. Rapid Fire, Sabbath or Zeppelin? Sabbath, definitely. Yeah, Sabbath. Definitely, definitely. I never really got into Led Zeppelin somehow. No, I really enjoyed it for for quite some time, but then I it just didn't go. It didn't get it. It didn't stuck for forever. Like Sabbath uh, always caught my my feelings. <laughs> I don't know my heart. <laughs> I understand. Uh, for me, you know, I like some Zeppelin stuff. Of course, I like a lot of the later career stuff, you know, uh, in, in through the outdoor houses of the holy st- uh, stuff that comes off of those albums rather than like Led Zeppelin one. I don't dig there. No I don't dig there. I like their the blues. song. That, that one is great. Yeah. But actually same. I mean, if I, if I listen to Zeppelin, I listen to like house of the holy or something like from the latter era. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, Sabbath, they, I, I just love Sabbath from, from their, debut up to up to their to their latest album right and uh i even even really really got into the tony martin stuff the past few years i think it's really underrated oh oh oh, very much so um i really i know tony uh iomi is working on doing remasters of those four albums the uh headless cross cross purposes tear and forbidden and i really hope those actually are coming out soon because yeah, I, I re- because yeah. you can't find them anywhere. They've never been uh, reprinted. Yeah, yeah. I actually found the originals, like Headless Cross and Cross Purpose. I found pretty cheap, and I bought them. But I re I I really long for a re-release of Tear on vinyl. That'd be that'd be great. Absolutely. I found a bootleg copy of Forbidden at a at a local record store here, and I was like, I need that. Because I, for one, I, I love the album cover of it. It's interesting to hear power metal Sabbath, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Which I think that the the Tony Martin era is is pretty power metal compared to the Doom with Dio and the somewhat Doom and Pop with Ozzy. Yeah. What band do you like, but none of your friends like? For, for me, it would be Nazareth from uh, Scotland. I think they're pioneers in like early heavy metal, but none of my friends really get it. I don't know why. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, I mean, they, they like the, they like the band and stuff, but I I don't know. They, they like they're not really into it. Right. They just love them somehow. No, I completely get that. I actually just picked up a copy on vinyl of Hair of the Dogs. So yeah, for me, it's probably depressive silence and. Their album is called Morning, and it's like a, it's a it's an early dungeon synth synth album, and uh, I, it just I, I really love it. It's it's epic, and uh, there are so many um, layers of 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 synths covered one on, on top of each other. But but every time I <laughs> I give it a try at the at the uh, vinyl listening session, everybody <laughs> goes like, "Oh no, man! Please stop it! It's so it's too much." <laughs> yes. uh, what food can you not stand? Fruit. What food can you not stand? <laughs> you just said a whole group of things. Fruit. <laughs> fruit. Is it the fruit or no, food? Oh, oh, oh! You're asking. Oh. Uh, wh- uh, what food? Can you not stand? Food. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
you when I said it, I, you're I, just I like free. Pretty fruit. much everything. I mean, except uh, I'm a I'm a vegetarian by choice, so I don't eat meat. But I actually really enjoyed eating meat when I <laughs> when you did when I was yeah when I did. But I mean, there's nothing I really don't I really hate to eat. Um, it's it's all fine to me. <laughs> okay, right on. Uh, for me, for me, it would would actually be meat. I'm a, I'm a vegetarian too, but I, more because I really don't like meat. Never liked it, and yeah, just stopped eating it altogether a while ago, a few years ago. So yeah, I think guys, that's it. And besides that, I eat pretty much everything. I mean, right on. What was the first concert you ever attended? Uh, the first like proper one was uh, Iron Maiden. Back in 2006 in Zurich, which was a birthday present for my 12th birthday. Oh my gosh. And uh, that was like the day I completely lost my mind and uh, sold my soul to the devil. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I became a rock and roller for life. Hell yeah. Oh, I-, I can't remember it. <laughs> Probably. No, it must be some, some, some Sky concert. <laughs> Uh, it was pretty um, popular when I was a teen, and uh, but I, I I can't remember the band. I just I just like to skank. All the I mean, time. they do all. It's all the same. There's a stupid hobo dancing, and probably I, yeah. Was I already old enough to drink beer? I don't know, but I I did it anyway. I guess. When you perform, do you have a song you listen to before every show you are going to perform at? <laughs> it's, just, it's our technician's song. Yeah, well, our, our song guy usually plays, uh, plays a song to tune the system. And it's actually, it's uh, it's an... Metallica, the Unforgiven reggae cover, uh, reggae cover. which he which he plays really really loud too, and it, it's just, it, to the PA. I actually like it, <laughs> and it's actually pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. But that's that's been a constant for the past few shows. So yeah, that's, that's the see one. <laughs> see that's awesome because I've went to a lot of big shows: Maiden, Metallica, Sabbath, Megadeth. You know, I've seen a lot of big bands and it always seems like every time I see them, like the last like two or three songs on the playlist before the band starts, always the same last few songs. You know, they're listening to stuff like that, too. Like, for example, like Metallica before the Ecstasy of Gold will be it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. And with Iron Maiden is always going to be Dr. Doctor by UFO. And I think that's really cool to like to see other bands that have either stuff like that or I have to listen to something of Motorhead before every show. (laughs) Actually, we don't choose to do it, but But we're like forced to do it. And it's it's the repetition that uh, makes uh, uh, (laughs) that uh, gives us. Appetite, yeah, but, more but when you hear that song, you know it's like okay, it's like show day and everything's going yeah. to be good, and yeah. yeah, and it's and it's time to go. It's time to go to work. Yeah, that's that's see, like saying that it'll be like two minutes before going on stage, and I'll be like, it's time to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Metalheads usually are eclectic people. As we grow as people and mature, we tend to go on these individual life journeys, whether it be on tour. We tend to collect a lot of things. What do you collect? Well, the obvious records. But that's pretty much it. That's the only like habit I have to collect records and spend way too much money on it. Right. Because <laughs> they're, they're back to that point where they're all $20 again. What, the, the records? or Yeah. <laughs> you spend, t- oh, spend yeah, a lot of money yeah. on it. it it's it's, yeah, it's yeah. easy to spend a lot of money on records now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't really collect things. I mean, I, uh, yeah, no, there's nothing. I mean, vinyls, of course, I would love I, I would love to to possess even more of them, uh, but it, it's not like a, an obsession to get everything. I mean, for me, collecting is like trying to to get 
a, a hold of each and every copy <laughs> and right. album of a band. And it, it, for me, it's not like that. It's it's more I I buy vinyls at shows, and for me, it's the, the it, it's the kind of a memory, or is it? Definitely for for the evening and and that's what I I really like to have a, a record and which I have uh, listened to live and I have this this kind of connection to the music. Definitely. But otherwise, I don't collect things. Yeah. And I think it's interesting that you put it that way because you're absolutely right. Because it totally seems with collecting vinyl, there is a bit of obsession that goes with it. I think. Because there's those bands that re will release six different copies of the same vinyl, and it'll be on different colors, and which is crazy these days. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've got pinwheel, splatter, two-color, tri-color, uh, tri you know, uh, clear, uh, bone white, and black vinyl. And, and you have those people that will be like, do you have it in this color? Because that's the <laughs> only, it, it was limited to 100, and I'm, that's the only one I'm missing. And, and I think I, while I appreciate that part of it, that I, I can get that, I just need one copy of it um, because yeah. there, I mean, am I feasibly going to listen to, you know, does it sound this much better on the, on the gold press vinyl as opposed to the black vinyl? <laughs> yeah. Actually, it probably sounds worse. <laughs> well, I mean, it's on a 180 gram black vinyl, I think it sounds the best. You can right. like it's actually yeah, effect, yeah. I think, right. because of the material. But yeah, I think it's overkill, like having so many different uh, versions of, of a release. I think like like our label does it. I, I, I like that way. Like he he does a, a special edition and the regular one, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, it I, I think it's cool to have like one or maybe two like special editions with different color and maybe like have a patch with it or something. But more than that, I think it's all just overkill. And I don't care if people want it. I mean, if they, people want they it can, and they buy it, can yeah, have it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's their choice. Yeah. I mean, right. For me, for me, it's more like um, when I I wanted to get a grab on some uh, black metal um, vinyls and they were only limited. There was a limited press back in the 90s or something, and you don't get anything below like 200 bucks or something. <laughs> and then I, I, was, I, I, I was really happy when finally some labels re-released these records, and now you can get them for an, a normal price because I just love to listen to that stuff. Yeah. Right. I agree. That's that's something that I've noticed that there's a ton of things that I would love to have, but because they haven't been re-released or anything, like if you go on Discogs or Amazon or anything like that, the this the used market is so ridiculously expensive. Yeah. Uh, that's true. Hey everyone, it's Kristen Mercenary Press here. If you're hearing this, it's because you're listening to the Metal Forge podcast. And clearly, you're a person of taste and a fan of quality heavy metal. What you might not know is, is that you can get 10% off all Mercenary Press orders. That includes the Sadistic Force First Strikes cassette and in Human Nature's debut album. We've got new releases from Temple of Mystery Records, Postmortem Apocalypse and Rapchild Records. Head to mercenarypress.bigcartel.com and use the code, make sure you spell it out in all caps, one word, Metal Forge. That's all caps. One word, Metal Ford. You'll get 10% off your order, and I'll get that out to you right away. Thanks a lot, Metal Forge. Infernal hails and cheers. Take it easy out there. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop, the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? 
the sacred Night Demon Crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's going to get weird as the name of the podcast. We're on season two. So you have a whole season to get weird with Frank Green and Scott Clark. The best part is there's always laughter. We have national touring comedians, NFL stars, rock stars, your local friends. It always gets weird. Weird answers. Have y'all ever snorted coke off of a 78 Pinto? No? You ain't no Man. Weird questions. Who had a bigger cocaine habit, Jock Sutherland or Kaywood Ledford? Neither one, because they stopped beating their wives. <laughs> and weird, we never even thought of. Well, no, my friend is on acid, and I sent my friend to go find a payphone so that I can call and turn myself in for murdering this guy and ruin my life. We love all types of people, but we don't love all people. No. <laughs> yeah. Weird. It's gonna get weird. Is the name of the podcast available everywhere? And thank you to Big X Sports Radio for being a proud sponsor of It's Gonna Get Weird. Frank Green, Scott Clark. Yeah. All right, I've got a few more questions here. What is your most unpopular music opinion? I don't know if it's yeah, popular, but but I, I really, I mean, I, I love metal and I listen to metal, but uh, I mean, there there are so many genres of music which I enjoy, so uh, I guess it's, I don't, I don't, um, Maybe that's an opinion I, I really love to to dig into other genres as well. And, and the popular, um, for me, a popular metal opinion is that you only need to listen to metal and nothing else. <laughs> no, and, uh, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're exactly right on that because there are so many. I think that that definitely fits the spirit of this question because there are so many it's got to be all metal all the time people and they don't yeah. they don't stop to appreciate other genres of music as well where you know you can listen to classical music and in 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 a very sense of the term metal is modern classical music with yeah. with with the way it is performed with the way it is written you know with different modes and scales and so on and so forth versus you know playing e a and d on on a on a song and just strumming it away. No, but I I mean I listen to I'm, I'm a metalhead through and through. But like limiting myself to this genre would just be would just get boring. I think. And I just I came to realize over the years that good music is good music, like no matter what genre it is. Yeah, I mean I think we all like share this sense in the band. We listen to pretty much everything, but like metal is the focus. But but still, it doesn't mean that you need to like. Um, mix mix all the charges together. No, you don't have to play in a band. I mean, yeah, yeah. you don't have to do that, but, no. but you can still appreciate appreciate good music. Yeah, right. like no matter what genre it is. Absolutely. But as far as unpopular opinions, I think I have several. Actually, I think I think I, do right, think, I think I think <laughs> I think uh, Dio Sabbath is. Much, much better than Aussie Sabbath. <laughs> I don't, Even though I love Aussie Sabbath as well. Um, I don't know if I that's think, an I don't know if that's an unpopular opinion because I know a lot of people that say that. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like I don't know. I mean, you can like debate all night long about that question. I mean, very much. I, I, I love both, but like the Dio stuff is just so much higher in my like preference list. And I think Toto is the greatest band of all time. And uh, I'm pretty. That's a pretty unpopular opinion from my with my friends. <laughs> Got a couple more. What album is an absolute playthrough? Mm-hmm. Ashbury, yeah. Ashbury, Ashbury and endless skies. Endless skies. I would say the same. Hell yeah! But every song is ten out of ten. Yeah, definitely. And it's such a having albums that I love not skipping tracks. I just, because if it's something yeah. it's, it's 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 creates interest, you know, and it's like <laughs> when I hear an album like that, I gotta look at if I haven't heard everything from a band, it's like holy shit, is everything like this with this guy with these guys? You know, <laughs> and and sometimes you know it really is, and that's that it's pretty cool. Like Maiden, for example, is that way for me. 
I can listen to pretty much every album in, in its entirety. And, and, and yeah, yeah, there's tracks that I might not like, but it's not like I'm saying like they're bad tracks, you know, it's like, but yeah. I still don't skip them. Yeah. No, no, I know what you mean. Seven Song of a Seven Song would definitely be such an album by Maiden, which I have to listen to in its entirety, usually. Without a doubt. You know, I mean, um, even if you get, even if you just have a short distance to, like, if you're listening to it in the car, and you, even if you only get to, like, the first, like, three or four songs in, they <laughs> flow so well into each other. I mean, yeah. with the, you know, Moonchild is the opener, and... Can I play with madness? It's like, oh my gosh, you know, uh, it's just in, you know, it's ridiculous. All right. One more question. But before we get into that, as always, links will be listed below in the description. So please, as I say every week, support these guys, give them a like, a share, a follow, go to the uh, Bandcamp page, buy some merch. They have awesome stuff still on there. They have vinyl copies. They have CD copies of both the EP and the album as well as cool-ass merch like patches, shirts. Get some stuff on there. It's fucking awesome shit, dude. Seriously. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a patch hound. So, like, I will. I, I love patches of all types of bands, so that's I'm going to be getting one of those. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and do you have any shout-outs you want to give to anybody before we go today? Oh, well... <laughs> A shout out to go, my shout out. No, <laughs> no start. <laughs> no, I mean shout out to I'm all a, the to all all guys who support us. Metal brothers and sisters that support us and uh, have supported us and and will support us and who enjoy enjoy our music and listen to this podcast and support Metal Force Radio. Hell yeah! And yeah, thank just you. Listen to good music and yeah. Cheers from Neuralet. Hell yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So last question is what album changed your life? Hmm. That's a tough one. I, I need to think a, a few seconds. Yeah, here. that's absolutely fine. <laughs> um, now, now you understand why I say I cut out some yeah, of the, de yeah. the dead air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I, I don't know if the changes in life come from the album or if the changes come and, and the album is like the soundtrack to the change. I don't know. <laughs> it didn't really change my life, but, but it was... Um, a, I, I was listening to a lot of uh, like 70s music at first and and I actually got into metal a bit later and uh, an album that definitely helped me doing this was was like um, uh, two laterals I guess okay. that was like bridge from this psychedelic rock uh, music to to metal and it really had this kind of songwriting and and but also the metal uh riffs and and that, that changed my <laughs> my musical tastes <laughs> for sure no i get that and i saw them on that tour and that was yeah. that's been the only time i've ever seen tool and it's just that album I have a strange affinity for as well, where I do like everything that came before it. Yeah, it's pretty much where I, I, I think that's their pinnacle to me. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've got the stuff that you've got 10,000 days that came out like five or six years after that. And then uh fear inoculum that came out last year. But, mm -hmm. but just like, I think that one is a measuring stick. I think for me with tool, because they, yeah. like I said, seeing seeing them on that tour for me was a holy shit, and just being like the visual with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I could I could get with that one. Yeah, for me, I think I don't know. I've, I've been I've been listening to like hard rock music all pretty much all my life, like ever since I can remember. But when I was twelve, I picked up Celtic Frost Monotheist because the cover looked so evil. And that just blew me away. That was the that was the heaviest shit I've ever heard. And like it completely, it, it really did change, kind of changed my life and like opened up a complete yeah. new dimension for me. And uh, that was the point when I really got into into black metal. And 
Yeah, now I yeah. got now, now I got another one. Yeah, that, that <laughs> was pretty much more even even more an ep- epiphany to me. Um, it was uh, Isis Oceanic. I don't know if you know the band. No, I do not. It's like, I mean, nowadays you cannot see ISIS or anything other than than the terrorist stuff. But I mean, then back then it was a post-hardcore band. I don't know. They they were pretty popular, and uh, they made this kind of of very heavy, slow, um, uh, doomish hardcore, and it was was some. Up to a point, polyrhythmic, but but it was still very heavy and and riff. Um, the riffs were were just catchy and 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 the vocals. I really loved the vocals. I, I that that's what got me into um, listening to more growling and and more <laughs> melodic <laughs> vocals. Hell yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to check that out for sure. And that's one of the cool things about asking this. Because there's so many bands and albums that, yeah, you do get a lot of repeats, like Ride the Lightning or Master of Puppets or, you know, or, uh, you know, just something like Two Megatheron. You know, you get these, these repeats that people give, but then you get stuff like that, that I, I, I'm not familiar with, but now I can go check it out and say, you know, know this is awesome. Like yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> But, Hope you enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's like finding new content is always where it's at for me. I love discovering new bands and saying, you know, these guys are really fucking cool. Or, you know, it's cool, but it's not for me, you know. And then passing it along to somebody else who I know is like, oh, dude, check this. Check these guys out. It, they would be right up your alley. That's that's cool stuff. But seriously, you know, thank you guys for coming on the show today. Um, Dan, Uzi, thank you so much. You guys are so awesome. And on the way out today from the album, what do you want to play? Off to you. (laughs) Songs of Victor. Songs of Victor. All right. Let's let's go for Songs of Victor. Yeah. All right. So, you know, here it is. This is from (laughs) Megaton Sword. This is Songs of Victory.
Hey, thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the Metal Forge. I want to take a minute to remind you guys about the Patreon page. Over on the Patreon page, we have the tiers set up to support the production of the show. We feature the Down and Dirty, which is just a buck. There's nothing special for that one. It just sends me a thank you because every dollar helps. Then there's the Double Down and Dirty. Much akin to the Down and Dirty tier, everything helps produce the show in the end. You make your presence known, and I appreciate that more than you realize. Thank you for being a dedicated friend and supporter to the Metal Forge. By selecting that tier, you will receive some cool Metal Forge stickers in your mailbox. Now... We're really going to start pounding the metal madness with the Apprentice Metalhead for just $5 a month. By becoming an Apprentice Metalhead, you'll be given early access to the shows, published 24 hours before everyone else gets it. You're also going to receive three entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You're also going to receive a 10% discount on all Metal Forge merch, and you're going to receive a sweet Metal Forge patch for your battle jacket or backpack. And now, here is the big one. This is the Master Metalhead for just $10 a month. By becoming a Master Metalhead, you will receive a hand-numbered Metal Forge Master Metalhead membership card. You're going to be given early access to the shows as well, with 36 hours before everyone else. You're going to receive five entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You'll be able to submit audio questions that I will use on the show of you asking questions to the upcoming guests. Remember, timing is everything, and you will need to keep up with the upcoming guest list on the website. You're also going to receive advanced knowledge of any new merch coming out and be given a 25% discount on all Metal Forge merch. And you're also going to get all of the other rewards from the other tiers. So visit patreon.com slash Metal Forge Radio today and help support the Metal Forge. Rock on.